We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Yeah, Chicago sports for sure. Afternoons on The Score. All right, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks tickets still to come. You will hear from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, who still has a job, and Kevin Warren as soon as we are contractually allowed to do so. And we're giving you all the news and nuggets. Tanny is listening to it, so you're going to hear what you absolutely need to know. Thanks for Pat Manley for coming on. We've given you offensive coordinator names. We've got a bunch of people who want to weigh in. Speaks busy day. Anything surprising you so far of the nuggets that have come out? Not really, to uh, to my knowledge. No, I mean, I think I I want to hear what he said about Stroud. The line of questioning there. That's an that's a good line of questioning by the Bears beat. Said you'd have to be blown away to move off of a quarterback. He wasn't apparently blown away off of uh, off of it from last year. That's a that's a creative line of questioning but he probably sidesteps it by not wanting to talk about another team's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're claiming it's a super attractive, super, you know, they're, that they're, the lines are ringing off the hook and that they want to develop an all-star staff and all of that stuff. Okay. You better, you better come through with that. You're also sticking him with Chris Morgan, the offensive line coach. And the tight still, ends coach is being retained, tight right? Ends, uh, I think it's the tight ends, yeah. Yeah, I, offensive line and tight ends are the only guys who kept their job on the offensive so side. So whoever the new OC is going to have to keep it that. But yeah, Iberflus is the one who said his phone been blowing up from offensive uh, coordinator uh, possibilities. And we'll see how involved uh, Ryan Poles is. I love that he said Jalen Johnson's not going anywhere. He shouldn't. You've got control. You've got so the transition. franchise tags for. That's what the tags are for, and you'd be a fool to let that guy go. All right, let's uh, let's let's hear from the mob. Jordan in Wakanda is on the Parkinson Spiegel show. What up, Jordan? Hey, Danny. Uh, you know, I called you a few times during the season asking you if you were ready to have a QB one funeral, yeah. and every time you said no, you weren't ready yet. And now that you've publicly declared you're ready to trade fields. I imagine the answer to that is yes, you are ready to have a QB1 funeral. And I'm thinking, when you do say yes, I'm thinking you should make this like a thing. Like, get a budget from Mitch, get a venue, 
have it at a place sit like it's like it's sitting shiva right like we'll bring a kugel we'll make it a whole big thing no party city balloons and boas like real stuff yeah the thing is this like a party that's not going to offend anyone. if justin fields logs onto the internet and sees that a radio host is having a funeral that's kind of in bad taste and and the thing is this like i i love justin fields and i don't know if you've listened a lot jordan i think you have yeah. I'm I'm wrong often, so so I, like it's kind of like the Goodfellas treatment from Tanny. Like that that's our audio funeral for these guys. Like wait, wait, he's gone, and we there's nothing we could do about it. Yeah, right? well, like that, it, that, that's how it works. There's one more option for an audio, not a funeral, but a send off, and that would be a song for the Justin Fields Forever album. I think oh, I think the a man song? the man deserves good a goodbye idea. song. I like so that. Ide- ideas are percolating and that's something we can do as a show, but there won't be Kugel involved. So call it a cop out if you must, Jordan, and thank you for the call. But while I would trade Justin and draft Caleb, he is still here and until he's actually gone, I think we're going to have to be open to the possibility that he's the quarterback of the team next year and that they don't fall in love with the intangibles of Caleb Williams or Drake May. And they trade the number one overall pick. That is still possible because we know how much Ryan Poles values the the person. Ryan Poles did say in terms of the quarterback and what they want, that it's the person. The person is the biggest part. I've got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being we've got to figure out. And that can give you pause for a moment because they know the person that is Justin Fields. And that's undeniably He's a, 10. a 10. But he didn't draft him. No, but he. I mean, but he now is he that. knows him. Yeah, right. But I'm just He's saying his ability to scout the person. Right, right, right. Sean, Sean in Romeoville, you're on the score. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, hey guys, I'll keep it quick. Uh, this is simple, and you guys are smart. Uh, the 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 Getsy move just means one of two things to me: either they want to pair someone else with with Fields, or they don't want to give a new quarterback to Getsy. Um, yes. And it's interesting how <laughs> it's interesting how we we reference we reference. Um, uh, poses time in Kansas City often. Well, and I'm not comparing Fields and Justin, but Mahomes wasn't, I'm sorry, I'm not comparing Mahomes and Justin, but Mahomes wasn't Mahomes when they drafted him. But what he does know is he, he sees what it's like when you pair elite talent with elite level play calling and an offensive genius he knows what that looks like well sean so, you you I mean, are it, sean you are on record that uh, you know you love you like justin and feel like the bears have done him wrong and it's interesting today is yeah. a rorschach test the firing of the oc do you feel right. in your heart that it means that they might stick with justin are you still holding on to that hope you know, I, 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 I do, but like I said, I, I also understand if a guy wants to go down swinging with his own guy, like Danny said, you know, take a shot at greatness and don't be afraid. But, I, but again, I, I, I called you guys about a couple months ago and said it wouldn't surprise me if Poles loves Fields, and he's looking at the staff like you're not getting the best out of this guy. Right. I know what he is. You're not getting it out of I I still think. That's a possibility. But uh, um, with all with all due respect to your Fields and Mahomes comp, Sean. Okay, you said Mahomes wasn't Mahomes. Not, I, you said you said you said Mahomes wasn't Mahomes right away. Mahomes sat his uh, Mahomes sat. Just let me finish. Mahomes sat his first year, twenty seventeen. He played in the last week of the season, and he threw for two hundred eighty four yards in his first game. He then started week one of twenty eighteen. So he had one NFL game under his belt. 
In 2018, he won the MVP, and he threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Only guys who ever did that uh, were, what was that? That was, that was Peyton and Breeze. Only guys who ever did right, that. But my, right, but I guess my point is, Danny, did you know Did you know a lot about Mahomes when he was drafted? I didn't. The only person that knew about him that, that said, hey, when, when Brett Favre used to do his quarterback thing, he said, if you ask me who to take, I'll, I'll say this Mahomes guy. I think he's the next Brett Favre. No one really knew what he was going to do. Gruden, you I mean. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, no, no. That, that, listen, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, listen, absolutely good point. He was not the number one guy. He was not the clear-cut dude off the top when they drafted him. That 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 is true. I'm just saying – it would surprise me if he looked at Fields after 38 starts and was like, yeah, all it's going to take is one more coach to unlock him, and then he can become Patrick Mahomes. That would surprise me. Would you like, um, would you like a piece of breaking news, sir? Would you like it? Uh, I don't know. How you're presenting it makes me feel like the answer is no. Well, I think Nick, go, go ahead. Nick Saban is retiring, sources tell ESPN. What? Chris Lowe from ESPN, the senior writer of ESPN, just tweeted that Nick Saban just informed his team that he is retiring. So, look, we'll we'll see if that gets confirmed by others. But that's a I know the work of Chris Lowe is sixty one thousand followers on uh, or sixty seven thousand followers on Twitter. Well sourced, wow, a well sourced senior writer at ESPN. So now, greatest think, coach in modern college football history, and arguably all of college football history. Maybe he'd like. To be the offensive coordinator stop. under Matty no, no, Stop, stop. He's not an stop. offensive stop. coach stop. anyway. Stop. I know. That, I know. stop, stop. Would Ryan Poles call Nick Saban if he's not going to call Jim Harbaugh? And I, I mean, yeah, but that, that's also like, <laughs> what's funny about that, and I know, I know you're joking. I am. But, but that job is better than some NFL jobs to some coaches. Oh, the Alabama job? Yes. 100%. It, you have to deal with recruiting and you have to deal with the transfer portal and sure. it's not it's not as good of a job because of those things as it was Dude. probably 5 years ago, but that job it, they really can look at any coach in the world and at least make the call and they're not getting hung up on. For sure. And and to the point as it relates to the Bears and the NFL, Jim Harbaugh may have some NFL hunger, but if he stays at Michigan for the rest of his life, that's not going to be shocking either. How good is that job? And you have now won the national championship and you're a made guy. And Shem Beckler Hall someday could have, you know, Harbaugh field as the practice field right in front of it or, or, or whatever. And your statue is, is pending. No, yeah. th- th- those jobs are incredible Nick Saban has had a million chances to come back into the NFL and chosen to stay right there where he is so yeah and I think if he would have uh, gotten Drew Brees Nick Saban would still be in the NFL if that whole thing didn't fall right if that if that didn't fall apart with the right the, the Dolphins the, with the Dolphins he's probably still there and it just you know uh it's, you need a quarterback you need a quarterback which is why if Caleb is great it doesn't matter that they brought back Matt Eberflus. It still isn't what I would do. Uh-huh. It still makes it harder. It still makes continuity harder. It still is not being ambitious and shooting for the top of the class. Yeah. But if he's truly great, it's not going to matter. Wow. That is a bombshell. I mean, because I don't think it's Dabo anymore. Everyone used to think it was Dabo. To go to, to, Matt, go to Bama? Yeah, because he's, uh, he's a Bama alum. Uh, but he, he – he, you know, he got the huge contract at Clemson. He's a two-time national champ there. It's an, so, e- it's an easier path to the playoffs in, Sar- the, in the ACC. Sarkeesian get a call? 
I think he would hope to get a call. You would poach, and you could poach that way. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen. I mean, I think that like, I think that like that job was appealing to Mike Tomlin. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that that job's appealing to a lot of people. How about um, how about Saban and his good friend Belichick? If Bill becomes available in the next few days, they could go somewhere. They could go to Washington. Let's start the Nick Saban to Washington rumors right Oof. now, shall we? He's got to be just retiring. <laughs> He's got to just be retiring and making his money from McAfee. He's been much more likable to me in in recent years. And I don't know whether that's me softening or him just kind of showing a little more personality. Did you ever watch that doc of him and Belichick where we we got to see his speech at his wedding and he talked about his his daughter, the bride, like she was an offensive line prospect? He, he, He said that she had like like grit. I think he said. I think. I think Nick Saban <laughs> described his daughter on her wedding day as having grit. It was an amazing toast. Uh, one of one of my favorite sports documentary moments outside of the Last Dance in the last five years. It was incredible. Uh, this guy's become one of our favorite callers. Shot on the South Side is on the Parkinson Spiegel uh, show. What up, Shot? Fellas, I want y'all to know that my top three Justin Fields take yesterday was taken out of context, and I've no longer been invited to barbecues this summer. Okay. Okay. I don't know, I don't know um, how I took it out of context when you said that even there were only three guys that were better than him, but go ahead. Look, hey, man, look. Okay, you called me in the afternoon. I was hyped in the middle of the call. All right. No problem. Oh, okay. I'm going to say this. Go ahead. Listening to that press conference, and I know you guys are in the middle of the show, so I'm being, you know, a multitasker like my Eberflus is going to be next year. And I, I got to thinking logically about the best and the only option that we should really be just sitting here and just waiting back to see what the name is. Regardless if they go Justin or if they pick anybody in this draft, that coach has to be handpicked by that quarterback. And what I mean by that, let's open up the dialogue for a different perspective or, or, or outlook on how to make the selection. He won't you know, we're trying to pick – you you get my point though, but if 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 we put everything backwards or in an ortho, an orthodox way in terms of team construct, why can't we think or consider say, hey, if we fired Gelt, if they fired Getty, they had to have a conversation and saying, maybe we have four different candidates based on four different scenarios and based on whoever they select, that's the route they're going with, and it'll be pretty evident, don't you think? Because I think it's difficult to find that right option in the league because it does not exist. You're trying to find a modern guy, well, but it's not aged out. I, you know what I mean? I, 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 do, I do know what you mean, Shad, and we got a ton of people, so I appreciate the call. Like, so, like, Spiegs gave Daryl Bevel as a name earlier, right? And Daryl Bevel has worked with Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and Matt Stafford and all these different guys. These are very different types of quarterbacks. And Tua. Yeah, t- totally different so, guys. So, so if Ryan Poles is saying – key to next offensive coordinator is adaptability and the ability to, you know, bend the the scheme to the player, which is an indictment on what Lucchetti was not able to do and what, and Matt, what Nagy. Matt Nagy was not able to do, then I'm with him. That's an admirable thing. And Daryl Bevel would seem to be a name that would, would fit that mold. But you can't – listen, if they were firmly committed to it being Fields, if Fields was Joe Burrow – if he was Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean? Like if in LA they were like, listen, man, I'm sorry. You've had three offensive coordinators in your first handful of years in the NFL and two head coaches. We've given you a $250 million contract. You have more yards than anyone in the history of the NFL through four seasons. Justin Herbert, to make up for it, you deserve a seat at the table. And for all we care, you can sit in on the head coaching interview. He's earned that. Let's get somebody who is exactly the system you want to play in and you can speak with. 
Justin mm-hmm. Fields hasn't earned that. You know, like I, I can't imagine a world where Ryan Poles says, Justin, pick your offensive coordinator. But the way that I heard Shad's call, I'm thinking, will the qualities of the offensive coordinator be a tell? Because they're going to have to make that call before they make the Fields call. I mean, Poles pushed it, kicked the can down the road today on the fifth-year option. Doesn't have to make that decision till the 3rd of May. That's the date of it. He kicked that down the road. Um, they could still, you know, so, so he's got options. And on the number one draft pick, he said, I, in my mind, I'm taking this all the way to April. So we're not going to know for a while. They'll hire an OC before that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going yes. hi- to hire an OC, and we're going to look at it and say, does this guy and his hi- history and his skill set fit Caleb or does it fit Justin? That conversation is coming. Yep. That conversation is definitely coming. Polls will say the goal is to, you know, bend the mission to the troops, right? And whatever that expression is. To, sure. To, right? Like, to to fit it to the personnel. And and depending on who it is, if it's Bevel or if it's Reich, who've worked with a lot of different people, I could see that. If it's Greg Roman or something like that, you're going to be like, ooh, that seems very directly a Fields match. And if it's Biennemi, it's going to be hard not to read it as a Caleb match. As you know where I came from, Caleb feels like Mahomes. Biennemi and Mahomes have a thing. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. So I, I, I right. We will, we will read between the lines here and all of this. I, I still personally like, and I know that people are gonna, they'll either agree with me or just be pissed off about it, and it's gonna, it's gonna at times feel redundant to people who listen to all four hours every day, and we love you. <laughs> I, I, I still just find it almost impossible to imagine him passing on him. I just, I just like, I can't, I can't imagine it. Yeah. Just on Caleb. For a guy with one three hundred yard passing game in his career, thirty eight starts in. You know. It, and again, I'm the guy. I, I think that they screwed him at every turn. Uh, but life isn't fair. And if they had the sixth pick, it'd be different. But they don't. Look, they got uh, the first pick. And if it was a bad quarterback class, it'd be different. But it isn't. On 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 this <laughs> one, on this one, we agree. I think Justin is good and has a chance down the road to be very good. But he's not great. And you can't pay good at the quarterback position. You just can't. And you can't risk passing on great. Well, in my opinion, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can risk it. Like if it, if it, if you, if you scout him to great, he risked it last year, but the team wasn't ready and uh, they had but, another year of control to figure out what they had in Justin, but, it, but, but, it, but there was a split. The, I mean, listen, you know, I look at the gambling, the markets, right? For a long time, Stroud was the favorite to go number one. And then it was Bryce Young. And then it was Bryce Young, and then it was Stroud. And then Anthony Richardson was second, Correct. and then he was third. There was, it was, there was not a consensus in last year's quarterback class. There wasn't. There is a consensus in this year's quarterback class. Maybe that changes when people start digging into the, the personnel and the soft factors, and that's it. but there is a consensus as to who the number one pick is going to be this year. And so I don't. I don't th- and it's another year of Justin Fields, you know? So I, I, I think both those things point pretty strongly to them drafting a quarterback on the north side john is on the score go ahead john good things justin fields i agree with you they should trade him definitely uh c plus quarterback peter king told you kurt warner told you he can't process experts tells you he cannot pass from the pocket and uh, good teams will uh force you to pass uh from the pocket um uh, but Frank Wright speaks. You just gave the main reason why they're going to hire Frank Wright. 
who better quarterback evaluator than Frank Wright? He stood on the table recommending C.J. Stroud and owner turned him down. It's the owner Houston got to think uh, that uh, they got C.J. Stroud. Uh, yeah, so... That, that, is, uh, that, that, that is the rumor, John. Thank that, you for the call. That is the rumor, and if that's true... Peter and, King says it's not. I know, but if that is true that Reich wanted Stroud and got overruled by an owner that we now know full well is a crazy person, then how do you blame him for that disaster that just took place down there in Carolina? I think it's easy to you know, excuse a lot of that. And it, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like about Frank Reich's candidacy. He's my choice, and he's also who I think they're going to go with. So he's, he's the favorite in my mind as of right now for a lot of reasons. But we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Thanks, John. Man, Nick Saban is retiring at Alabama. Lane Kiffin. Come on, what's the, what's the most funny and absurd hire that we can imagine for Alabama? I'll, I'll start with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, Let's go. It's, it's tough to beat, man. It's tough to beat. <laughs> how about he doesn't Belichick? deserve it. How about Belichick? That would, that would be very how old, funny. How old's Bill? Saban is 72, which I, I never would have guessed. I think they're the same age. I think I think 70, 71 for Bill. I'm going to say Saban looks a good decade younger than Bill Belichick in terms of Yeah, 71 for Bill. Okay. So Bill's younger. A- April <laughs> April of 52 is is Belichick and I'm just going to do this real quick. Wow. And Nick Saban is October of 51. So 6 months. Okay. He, he's uh, so, Saban is 6 months older. So they could hire Belichick and say they went with a younger guy. They could. They could. Grody's got a Bears report at five. We are uh, near being able to give you some of the uh, the highlights from what's going on at Hallis Hall. Tons of reaction. People <laughs> want to get in here. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Sebastian Maniscalco. Good to be on the score. I mean, I've been a score guy ever since in the 90s listening to you guys. You know, now with the Bears, I don't know what the hell's going on. Afternoons on the score. To be honest, I mean, that's, that's why I wanted to win that game so bad because you kind of felt it from Atlanta, and, and I was really hoping to carry that last game out. But, uh, you know, that's one of those things you learn. Like, we're just not there yet. Um, and we got to continue to get to a point where we take that next step and continue to add players and and put herself in that, that position um but yeah i know how much that means to this city you know and this team um and we got to take the steps necessary to get that done when you say you're not there yet where are you trying to get to what, what is not there at this time that that's not there yet yeah i mean when you look at though really where we started and it's continuing to add playmakers that can take us to the next level um, i know self-reflecting for both of us like there's places where i, I want to continue to be better adding to the roster there's places where coaches you know want to do a better job finishing or putting our guys in a better situation to be successful so it's really a holistic we're all looking at where we can close the gap on that hmm. that's ryan poles today we're not there yet why are you raising your eyebrows that was really interesting talking about the green bay game we're not there yet we all saw it not good enough need to add players and playmakers then the dan weeder follow-up gets him to say playmakers and also coaches being putting them in the position. Now that could all just be general, but it, that sounded like build around fields and get him a good offensive coordinator. T leaves for a second I, there. Oh, I don't know. Man. Did you not hear it that way at all? <laughs> oh God. No part of you I, oh, Why don't you save it till after you hear this next part? Am, am I crazy? Uh, let's uh, I, Tanny? I, I, well, you call it what a Rorschach test, right? Yes. Like, like you're going to hear what you want to hear. See what you want to see. The, the firing is it. And the whole situation is still a Rorschach test. Okay. Cause you put out the poll. Tell people about your poll. Uh, but, uh, okay. <laughs> am I allowed to tell people about my poll? Uh, <laughs> so before, and then we are going to play, 
play this, but it was basically, do you think that firing Getsy and keeping Eberflus makes it more makes it more likely that Justin or Kayla that Justin Fields is here or not here next year? And it was basically 50-50. I think right now it's 52-48 Justin. So it is people are split on what this news means. But here we go. Mark Rohde in 30 minutes, who was there for all of it. This is mostly Ryan Poles, some Matt Eberflus on the quarterback situation, the coordinator situation, making a call to Jim Harbaugh. Tanny's been listening to the whole thing. Here is the, the nuts and bolts, the, the meat of it, if you will. Um, in terms of our process, I know there's going to be a lot of questions on Justin. There's going to be a lot of questions on the draft process. Um, we are in information gathering mode right now. Um, we are going to turn every, to- every stone to make sure that we are going to make a sound decision for our organization. Um, I did think Justin got better. Um, I think he can lead this team. Um, but at the same time, there's a unique situation where I have to look and our staff has to look at everything. Um, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And that's the same with free agency. We're going to uh, you know, look at our free agents, get with my personnel staff, do evaluations, and again, make the, the best decision we can for this organization to take the next step. Ryan, you were in a situation last year where you had Justin and you had the number one pick. What's different this year now that you've had an extra year to evaluate Justin and the quarterback prospect class might be a little bit different this year? Yeah, it's. It, I'll actually go back to, to last year, you know, and I got to stay open minded about it, but I really, not to use the same quote, but when I say I need to be blown away, it's, it's the same setup because, you know, seeing the things that Justin did this year, um, his ability to make plays, uh, coach talked about some of those improvements, keeping his eyes down the field, taking less sacks. Um, see a lot of growth there where he can continue to get better. So um, I'll have the same mindset. Someone needs to really show that they, you know, can. And it's not just the film. Like, I need the person. Like, there's a whole process here that we have to figure out. Um, but what we're going to do is, is do what's best for the organization. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, similar situations in terms of the trade back. And i got to weigh all of those things to see what's going to help our team take the next step. Ryan, Ryan what, did C- what did C.J. Stroud do this season that maybe would have been hard to foresee last spring? Um. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into other teams' players, um, but really happy with his progress that he's made and he's done a nice job for them. Matt, when, you're, when you're doing the offensive coordinator search, how do you find somebody who's both equipped to be the to get the most out of Justin Fields, but is also equipped to develop a number one draft pick or, or a rookie quarterback? What do you guys? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question, and and uh, I think the the. Uh, the offensive coordinator and really any good coach knows how to uh, adjust and adapt to uh, the play caller or the signal or the quarterback uh, because uh, you have injury, right? You have changes. You, have, you see it during the course of the year. How many backups played this year? You got to adjust uh, your scheme to fit the quarterback, you know, and the skill set that you have available to you, be that quarterback or receiver or tight end. And the adaptability to be able to do that during the course of a season is huge. Um, you know, so that, that, that would be the thing. Does Justin's unique skill set add any layer to that limitation? I don't know if it's limitation or just a challenge because his skill set is just different than a lot of other quarterbacks. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Matt, what right. your decision to move on from, from Luke 
Yeah, so you mentioned development, but can you expand on that? Yeah, just uh, you know the growth and development of the of the offense. You know, to me, uh, needed to be uh, better than what it was. And uh, you know, to me, you know, you look at the passing game. Certainly, that's one aspect of it, and uh, that that's where it is. And uh, we decided to move on uh, from that. And again, that was my decision. Um, obviously, conferring with uh, you know Ryan and George and Kevin, and, and uh, we made a decision this morning. Ryan, how does the reset at offensive coordinator at Ryan impact? your view of Justin and his future here? Yeah, I got a lot of faith in the process that we're going to get kicked off in terms of finding the right fit. And we talked about it a little bit, but the ability to be uh, adaptable to the talent that you have is critical. I think Matt hit it, and we saw it across the league. Um, there's some teams that actually got better with some a lot of changes. Um, if you don't have the ability to adapt and adjust to the talent that you have at that position, it makes it really hard. So that's going to be a part of our, our process. Ryan, as you look at the quarterback decision you have to make, is there a world where you can draft a quarterback with the number one pick and keep Justin? Or are you of the belief that that's an untenable situation and it would have to be one of the other? Yeah, so my brain has gone crazy all year just thinking about the f- just a million different scenarios. Uh, and I'm sure that's that's one of them. Um, I'll just stay very wide open with uh, the different paths that we can go. And as we collect information, if that close, you know, closes some of those um, – those pathways down, then we'll do that, move to the other ones, but I'm going to be wide open about this. Right. If you weren't blown away by C.J. Stroud, what is your standard that's going to allow you to find a quarterback who might be better than Justin Fields? I know you don't want to talk about the evaluation, but the evaluation of Stroud that you had is key because it gives fans an indication of just how good you are at evaluating quarterbacks in an important decision. Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of it. There's you know the player aspect in terms of the human being and the leadership and uh, their maturity, and that's the human part. And then there's the tape, and we'll go through the tape, and we'll look at you know processing and accuracy and all of those things to make sure they're on point to feel the best. Uh, there are situations where you go to and you develop, um, and you may uh, overcome some of the shortcomings that you had in college. Um, there's situations where it's the you know the group around you that elevates you, um, and the other thing too is like I would also you know have a little card like you got the sample size to be blown away like in the NFL like you got to stack year after year after year so um, historically we'll look at those quarterbacks that have been able to be productive for a long period of time and kind of mirror that and compare that to some of the guys in the draft stop it stop it I mean yes I am hearing exactly what I want to hear but he's saying there that Stroud didn't have enough of a body of work and at Ohio State You've got dudes that are being the, they're the best in the Big Ten. They're being drafted into the NFL right fields. Four of his five offensive linemen drafted into the NFL. His running back in the NFL. His tight end in the NFL. His top four receivers in the NFL, including three of the four, four of the four first round picks. Right. He didn't play a ton with Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jamison Williams, but he did play with them some. And the guys he threw the ball most to are Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Whereas Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy. Heisman Trophy, Oklahoma, Red River shootout, comes in his first game at Oklahoma, transfers, only first-round pick he plays with at USC is Jordan Addison for one year. People saying, Parkins, why do you like Caleb and not Justin? Caleb's a better prospect. Like he, he, the, the level of production, yes, he didn't have like all of the wins at anything, but neither did Pat Mahomes, neither did Josh Allen. Like Caleb, he had Lincoln Riley, but he was doing more with less. He was not surrounded by a ton of NFL talent. So when he's saying there, uh-huh. the group around you, does that elevate you or do you elevate the group? 
that strikes me as a thing that would be an endorsement of Caleb Williams to I, me. I'm, I'm not going to fight that or disagree with that. Uh, one thing while we're stopped, while he was talking about the offensive coordinators a minute or so ago and how the OC that they get has to be able to adjust and adapt to the quarterback. And he, was at, he mentioned, you know, there are a lot of teams around the NFL that got better with a lot of changes. And I'm thinking, hmm, Bills, when they fired uh, the offensive coordinator, Dorsey, and Josh Allen started running a lot more. Yeah. And Browns with Stefanski. Who I won, wrote down the Browns, right? too. So you got, you got two teams that changed either OC or quarterback, and you got to be able to adapt with a style, and Getzey didn't do that enough for them. Yeah, I wrote down Browns because, I mean, that's four different quarterbacks. Right. You know right. what I mean? So that, that's the— so, so, so where you and I were going in terms of somebody like Bevel or somebody like Reich, who's worked with a bunch of different quarterbacks, different styles, I think could make uh, a lot of sense. Yep, and we'll do that as we go through our offense of coordinator list. Uh, let's go back to, to Poles and Eberflus. I feel you misevaluated Stroud, and, and did that teach you anything about the evaluation process that he was so good this year with a team that's very similar to the one you had? Yeah, no, I don't I don't think so at all. I think you have to take in what's best for your team. Um, so when you look at that situation and how it ended up playing out to have DJ, to have uh, Darnell, to have Stevenson, to have the first overall and the second uh, next year, I feel like that's the best forward. This won't be your first time on a deep dive of a quarterback draft class. What do you envision as the, the, the most important parts of this next 10 to 12 week process as you do your homework on the entire class? And what have you learned through experience about how you vet that that group? Good person. Um, that's the biggest the biggest part. I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. Uh, the human being, we got to figure out um, this especially be a quarterback in, in this city, you got to have it right. you got to have toughness to you. you got to have mental toughness. you got to be able to block things out. Um, so really, i, I got to find out about the human beings. What are the key components? Uh, so hang on, because Caleb detractors are going to hear that and say, man, Poles is going to do a deep dive, and he better be convinced. And I understand that he better be convinced. Yeah, there's a ton of noise around Caleb, and we don't know if any of it's true. You know, like, honestly, like, does him crying in the stands, does him painting his nails, does the comment from his dad to GQ... Have anything to do with how he actually feels to, and what he might do? Right, because then there's... You can find a million stories, by the way, on the internet yeah. of Caleb Williams gifting Beats by Dre headphones to the soccer team and the basketball team, and right. he goes to the Boys and Girls Club every week. I and, know, and, but, and, I, like, but then so, I could show you his, his team after the bowl game when they played without him, saying, finally, we're a team! One guy running out, and no one has... <laughs> been able to get on the record whether or not that's about the quarterback because then I could show you a video from that bowl game of him on the sideline right. with 30 dudes coming over to him so, and him, him hugging the quarterback who scored six touchdowns in the game and them having this great embrace. Point is, the guy who's clearly the number one talent at quarterback has a ton of personal questions and when asked directly, what are you most interested in finding out? He says, the person. Right, because the tape is undeniable. Uh, let's get back to it components of that what, what will you do to learn wiring of all these guys spend time uh, reach out to the, the people that spent a lot of time with them through over the years um and then i always feel like if you can sit down and, and look someone in the eyes and, and spend time with them, ask them the right questions uh, you can learn a lot Given the history of this team the last decade or so where there have been coaches who have inherited quarterbacks and quarterbacks who have gone on to coaching staffs that are that did not draft them, how do you break that cycle this time around? Yeah, um, 
when you look at the interview process, just bringing in the right people, like I said, that can adapt and adjust and, and put players in the best position to be successful. Um, and then, again, getting the, the players right in terms of the skill and the, the leadership and the person, uh, their character, getting that right. If you get those right, uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about, you know, the history of different things. It's a different situation. This is, to me, this roster's built on a really solid ground. So um, it's a little bit different of a, of a situation in my mind. Ryan, did you guys start to fill out the various positions, a bunch of them on offense? Do you have any concern that outside perception could be Matt's going to be entering a win-now in 2024 situation? No, I don't. I think they're going to look at the roster and see there's a lot of uh, young, talented players on the roster that they really want to work with. That are, It's going to elevate um, that platform and elevate our team to be a championship-caliber team. And when you win championships, there's a lot of real cool things that happen with everybody. So I think they're going to see that as a good opportunity. Right. Even if your evaluation has you leaning towards staying with Justin, could a team propose a trade deal that blows you away and, and still cause you to move on from him? Um, it's a tough hypothetical. I mean, for what happened last year, I didn't see it to be, you know, for it to turn out the way that it did. So, again, I got to stay open-minded. Uh, but it's hard to kind of work that hypothetical in my mind, come up with, like, a fake trade that would do that. It's it's tough. But, uh, again, I got to stay open-minded. Ryan, did you, did you insist that the new offensive coordinator keeps Chris Morgan and Jim Dre, the two assistants? Yeah, like I said, uh, Chris Morgan and Dre are on staff. Yeah, but will you insist that? Is Chris Morgan going to be here next season, no matter who you hire at offensive coordinator? Will that coordinator yes, he is. He'd be in routine. Yes, sir. Ryan, did, did you talk to Jim Harbaugh or his agent? And if not, why not? No. I haven't talked to Jim. Ryan, why, why is this coach from Michigan? Right. Did, did you, he was not a consideration. You did not see him as a. No, like I said, we're, we're going with Matt, and uh, I gave the reasons why. Um, I think go through, you know, I didn't, I didn't go talk to anybody. I mean, stop it, obviously. That's freaking criminal, man. It, 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 it doesn't. It if def- it's true, it's criminal. Right. It, it, it almost has to be a lie. It almost has to be. I don't know, man. It's only two days after. I, you, well, know, I, you mean after the national championship? It's, yep. Because I mean, yesterday would have been the only day that it would be appropriate to call Jim Harbaugh. Right. Right. So, he wins the national championship Monday. This happens Wednesday. Yesterday's the only day it, you can't call him Monday. That's inappropriate. You can't reach out to him before he has a job. He's coaching for the national championship. The only day it's appropriate to do it is yesterday. To not do your due diligence and call the former Bear who just won a national title and see if he wants to try and win a Super Bowl for his former team it, would be absolutely criminal. And we have to take him at his word, which means I feel like we have to crush him for his word. Because that, se- that just seems ridiculous to me. It, you know, so, like, what if Kyle Shanahan wanted to coach here? You know, would you? Would He's you, the coach of the 49ers. You know, like, we haven't talked to him. I'm just curious. You know, yeah. where, where does it where does it stop? Um, so that. I mean, he's got he's got Matt Eberflus right next to him. So that's what that's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm wondering if it is. And like, did Kevin Warren call him? Like, like Tanny, you listen to the whole thing. Was did was Kevin Warren asked if he called Harbaugh? I can't. I can't verify that. I haven't listened to all of Kevin Warren. I think okay, the, I'll ask. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I got a list of questions for Grody, who was there for the whole thing. Because like a call, I, I, from, I, a call from Kevin Warren to Don Yee. That's what I'm wondering. Would would render this Q and A much less meaningful? That's what I'm wondering, right? I, I'm wondering if there, if he, if I did not call anybody. I wanted it to be Matt, but hey, Kevin, that's kind of why you're here, right? Like, yep. we've talked about this before. Yep, we have agents. 
because we can't reach out to people. Right, you know, there's like, there's workarounds for this stuff. Like that's that I I, I, wa- see I wonder if there's some sleight of hand happening there because they retained Matt Eberflus and he wants to make him feel. Good. My anger will be satiated if there was a Kevin Warren call to either Harbaugh or Dunye. But my guess is we're just not going to know that because of how much that would cut out Matt Eberflus's legs. So they're going to just have to live with the bad press that they're deservedly going to get for not even exploring if Jim Harbaugh wants the job. And if Harbaugh comes out and says, "Hey, you know, I wanted to go to the Bears, but they never called." Then they just get skewered for it. Let, let's go back to the presser. Where do you still want to see growth from Justin? Uh, still see growth. You know, the two-minute two minute part, uh, that's a critical part that we got to continue to get better at uh, because that's where you win games um, and more games, close games. Um, and a lot of times when you look at the playoffs and, and championships, that's that's where you close it out. So that's that's one big part. Brian, you mentioned how tough it is to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears with everything that goes with it. Yeah. Why, why do you think that? And do you think just from your experience around the league, this is the toughest place to be the quarterback? Yeah, listen, anytime you have a passionate fan base um, there's pressure to be the best and and to get over the hump and and, and carry that team to the to the next level um, I think this fan base is is dying for you know that guy to do that and um, yeah that's part of living in the big city it's part of being a head coach in a big city and a gym in a big city you got to have thick skin and uh, be able to block out the noise and go to work regardless of the ups and downs and uh, your family's got to do that too um, but uh, you want people that want to take on that challenge Matt when you hired uh, Luke Getz you said it was because you had studied offensive systems and that was the toughest one to defend but is there a system that, that you want to go to now that's the same or different uh, what, what sort of style do you want in a new offense yeah I think we have an open mind you know you have an open mind and listen to these candidates and, and do a really good job of uh, pulling that information and gathering it and then also making good decisions to who we hire um, there's a lot of different ways to do it and uh, I'm excited about getting that going what do you want to be good at offensively it depends on who's available for the skill, right? You know, what, you know who's available for that game. I think you have to multiple that way. Um, and who you playing? You know, is the team really good at stopping the run? And you're going to have to find other ways to uh, move the ball down the field. And I think that's what we're talking about, the multiplicity uh, of being able to, to uh, bend and adjust, um, not only, you know, before the game, but also in game. Do you think it's better to have the number one pick this year than last year in terms of value? Do you think that is going to be worth more if you were to trade it, that you would get more in return for it than you did last year? It's hard to tell right now. Um, you've all been a part of the draft coverage. Things change quick. Um, some of the mocks that you see now are probably not right, right? So that changes the whole dynamic. So um, it's tough to answer that question. But I, I think the first pick's always going to be in demand. How much, I don't know. You guys talk about playing the long game and doing these things the right way, uh, but also raising the standard. I'm, I'm just curious, if you had a rookie quarterback in your next year, does that change the calculus with the win-loss record standards, knowing, okay, we got a new guy in here? Yeah, if that's the direction that it plays out, I think there's enough support to continue to rise up um, and have a young quarterback. Obviously, you know, when you look at, you know, bringing in the staff, you know, that development plan is going to be critical. When you look at a quarterback development plan, what gives you 
exceed your confidence in Matt to oversee a plan and a staff that no matter who's playing quarterback, there will be a, a developmental plan that takes them to their uh, maximum level? Yeah, just like I talked about, um, it starts with the leadership piece. It starts with uh, his knowledge of the game um, and then the ability to, you know, hire coaches to make sure we have a really good process and we, we bring in the right types of people that can, can put those plans together um, to help our guys take that next step. And if it's a young quarterback, then that's what it is. If it's to continue to elevate Justin, that's going to be a big part too. All right, so hold on. So Bernsey's going to lose his mind over that answer because it's about his leadership, okay, and it's about his uh, ability to hire coaches on the day that you just fired one of his coaches, the offensive coordinator, and yet you believe in his ability to hire coaches when you uh, just fired I agree, his guy. I agree with that being ridiculous Yes, and logically inconsistent. And if you're not calling Jim Harbaugh and you're retaining Eberflus and you're citing stuff like that, is that the real answer? Or is it, I like the guy, the culture and vibes in the building are pretty good. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's got two years left on his gig. Yeah, I wouldn't have included the part about him believing in his ability to hire coaches. Yeah. Um, you said that you're going to look at all the options as it pertains to the number one pick. Are you? Can you say definitively is number one pick for the right price for sale? Uh, again, I'll, I'm wide open to anything. So if someone wants to call me with an idea, that's fine. I'm, I'm open to. Are you follow? Are you hoping to follow the same timeline? I know going into the combine last year, it was made known that, that it would be it would be available. If someone wanted to pay for it. Um, do you hope to have that same timeline by the end of February? It depends on what factors are in it, but. Um, in my mind right now, this, I'm going to take this all the way to April. Right. Well, back to, to clarify, when you were talking about the quarterbacks earlier and you said with all four guys, are you referring to the four quarterbacks you're expecting to be first-round guys at first-round grades? Did I say it? You said four guys. Did you be referring to anybody in specific with that? No, I didn't think I said four. I did. I did. You know, is that related to people, like guys who have first-round grades or in your mind? No, there's more than that right now, but... I said that I misspoke. Ryan, at this point, have you decided whether or not to pick up the fifth year option for, for Justin? No. Like I said, I'm gonna. We got time before we got to do that. So there's a lot of phases there, and uh, again, we'll we'll make the best decision. I mean, that's that's a that's a question that had to be asked today, but that was a zero percenter. Like that they were gonna tip their hand on that one, uh, given that that deadline is after the draft. That that's a May deadline, but the draft is in April, and he says. You know, take this up until April. I think, again, you could accuse me of this as me hearing what I want to hear, but, like, that also is because trading Justin is going to likely come with some draft picks attached to it. You know what I mean? So, like, you might you might trade Justin the day of the draft for a pick this year or for a draft pick next year. Like a, tw- a 20, sure. you know what I mean? So he can't, he can't, it's as opposed to last year where I think it was a much, much more likely given that Justin was only in year two that he was through two years that he was going to stay with Justin. Yeah. That it was, it was much easier for him to trade that pick in March yeah. as opposed to April. And, and last year we were looking at all the, you know, the timing of historic draft picks because we were <laughs> pretty damn sure that he was going to trade that pick this year. No, I think it. I think it will go all the way up uh, until April, unless he finds people fighting for Fields earlier than that, as opposed to fighting for the pick. It would be people fighting for Justin. It's funny, man. Like this is making people angry. Like if you are on team draft the quarterback and trade Justin, or or if you're on team Justin and trade the pick. Both options, I think, lead the Bears in a direction of being a pretty good team, and you could probably win with both directions. Like, if you trade 
and you draft Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, right? Like all pro left tackle, all pro receiver, you're, you're in good shape. And if Caleb is Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, you're in really good shape. What if I could draft Von Miller and Debo Samuel? Uh, that That's what I'd like to do with those two top 10 picks if I'm keeping. If you're keeping, yeah, yeah, you know? so one offense, one defense, yeah, yeah. G- give me, give me that that electric edge rusher to make Montez sweat, yeah, not the lone wolf that, over there. That is obviously a massive premium position but, of need, but it, it it's fascinating because the fact that this move and this press conference does not tilt the fields keepers or the fields traders in one direction or the other, even in terms of prognostication is the headline to come out of the day for yep. me. Yeah, I and that doesn't surprise me because people people are real emotional with it. Justin's popular. He should be. He's likable, he's good, he's exciting. All of those things. It's just not the number 1 pick in the draft at least to this observer. Mark Rody was there for all of it. What was said, Kevin Warren Body language, things off to the side. He paints the picture. This should be one hell of an explosive Bears report. Next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.